Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, the Manager Tools Talent Scouting Averages, ETSA and MTSA. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and welcome back to Manager Tools. During today's cast, Mark and I talk about a technique for measuring your team and or organization's ability to recognize talent. You know, many managers mistakenly fail to connect the process of hiring with the later successes and failures of the organization. When someone doesn't work out, particularly if it's three to five years after they were hired, very few managers think that the problem started when they were being interviewed. But the fact is, just like our elected leaders in a democracy, we get the people we deserve. If we hired them, we must have wanted them, right? Well, somehow this kind of analysis is never done. While it's probably not terribly helpful for those who leave the company after 20 years, there ought to be a way to evaluate managers' ability to find and hire good, talented people. And now there is. The Manager Tools Talent Scouting Average. Here we go. Now, surely the talent scouting average owes its origins to your um, uh, pretty big interest in baseball, right? <laughs> but, of course, go Dodgers. Um, maybe maybe this cast will come out during the, the baseball season. Yeah, when the Giants are in first place. Dude, I, I said the season, not fantasy league. Yeah, well, hope springs eternal, right? So, yes, <laughs> okay. it is spring. So. Okay, so. I think the Dodgers are, you know. The Dodgers might do good this year. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. But, but, yeah, well, but, that's, but that's, please, that's, but please, that's a good please. way to start every season, right? Maybe. <laughs> let's 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 get to the manager tools talent scouting average. <laughs> yeah, most people don't know this, but batting average is not the most watched statistic among true baseball fans. Uh, it's certainly well measured and documented. There's the Mendoza line. There's batting three hundred, and there's of course Ted Williams. There's his quest and achieving 400. Um, but for true fans, OPS is um, the more accurate predictor, let's call it. Yeah. And, and um, this applies to the manager tools, talent scouting average. How? <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I thought we were going to talk about baseball. Look, um, my only point in, in mentioning OPS versus, say, batting average when we talk about the talent scouting average is that lots of people who think of themselves as managers measure the wrong things when it comes to hiring cool i'll have to agree with that so let's yes. let's do our yeah, you our know list. i mean you you you've sensed that right i mean oh absolutely yeah. you see okay. it all the time okay so let's let's do our listeners a favor and let's let's lay out how to do it right well what you do is you hire ted williams and sandy koufax and, and if, you, if you can't do that then what do you do four things this cast has four parts okay the first thing we're going to do um, is we're going to talk about why most managers measure the wrong things. Um, we we don't want to be too down on managers because uh, there are good reasons why the wrong things are being measured. Um, but we do want to set it up that way. We do want to talk about manager experience um, rather than jumping right into the tools. And then in part two, we'll talk about the manager tools executive talent scout scouting average, which is ETSA. And then we, we have a new one for people. Some people might be familiar with the concept 
of, of, of an average around hiring for executives, um, but not many are going to be familiar with it around managers. And so we have the Manager Tools Manager Talent Scouting Average, or MTSA. And then step four, the final step in this cast is we're going to share a little hidden gem that comes from the, the talent scouted averages that many managers would miss. And it's one of the reasons why we're so excited about these kinds of measurement tools when it comes to management. Good. Well, I certainly know what most managers measure because I, I did it at one time as well, which right. is how quickly they feel their openings. And unfortunately, it leads to the list of why most managers measure the wrong things. You got it. Um, look, as I think I mentioned earlier, um, we have to be fair to managers here. Um, under the circumstances that most companies impose, and to some degree, sadly, it's driven by HR, but not always. Some HR departments actually lead the way on the talent scout average, to be frank. Um, but under the circumstances that most companies impose, managers really aren't unwise to measure how quickly they fill their openings. Look, for one thing, when a manager has a pressing need, um, the right person, the right, you know, a key position, what have you, and yet at the same time, they're fearing the loss of the requisition to hire, there's a real value in closing that sale and, and getting somebody on board quickly. Yeah. And for those of you less experienced listeners, don't don't assume that there's a grand logic why requisitions are closed or or open. I mean, it's quite possible that it's it's just because money is tight, and you're simply told that your rec is closed, while someone else is unfortunately for you, someone else right. stays open. So when that happens to you, it's incredibly frustrating. Yeah, you, you're you're just you you've got an opening. You people know that one of your guys left, or one of your team left, and you. You're going about the process of hiring. You've got two or three people scheduled to come in, and all of a sudden you're told, hey, that wreck has been closed. Yeah, happens you, all the time. Yeah, you look at, you look at like, what? It's just like somebody said, oh, by the way, can I have your left arm? Right? And you're, you're I, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's really quite attached to me. Um, and and you, don't, you don't get any say. And no, nobody says, by the way, I'll help you call those people and apologize that the wreck has been closed. And so you can't even interview because you can't you can't repay um, uh, travel costs or meal costs um, for candidates if the wreck is not open when they come in. Right. That's all part of the process by which we maintain budget controls. Yeah. Look, but but in addition, we have to say we can't assume that managers are good at, high, at maintaining the right relationships through a strong network um, that allow them to persuade the system to allow them to get or keep a requisition. Um, you know, quite the contrary, in fact. I, I, uh, Mike and I laughed. We recently saw a Harvard Business Review cartoon with a guy holding out a hand in front of him, sort of like in a stop symbol, um, and he was stopping somebody else from approaching him. The other guy had his hand out like he was going to shake his hand, and um, – when Mike looked at it, I already seen it. When Mike looked at it, I said, look, an IT guy. Um, and that's because the caption had the guy holding out his hand saying, thanks, but I already know enough people. Yeah. And that's not all the people you have to know either. Right, right. right. And, and yeah, we're talking for, for now, we're talking about the internal people. Um, 
that it's good to know people in HR. It's good people to know your your boss's peers so you can find out why Rex might be open or closed. You might want people to owe you something so you can get people to fight for you for that requisition to be opened. And if you haven't done that, if your network's not strong, either an Intel network to tell you that something is coming so you can hurry if you want to be so brazen about it or that, that you can attempt to forestall the closure of a requisition um, – uh, e- even if we're not talking about internal people, I really think the network that I like to keep strong is is um, the external one. Um, th- there's a case to be made that you don't even have, you don't even need that good of a relationship with those people who could keep the rec open for you internally. If you've built your bench strength fairly well, and you have someone in mind for your key positions with whom you've discussed the possibility, right? Right. So, so you don't have to go through the whole hiring process. You know, uh, 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 Jane leaves and you immediately know that Bob is ready and you've talked to him before and you call Bob and say, look, can you make the jump? And he says, I can make it in two weeks. Say, good, uh, you're hired. So, Yeah, well, there are lots of factors that drive manager behaviors in the wrong direction here, right? Yeah, and, and, and two more that, and to be fair, we're really focusing pretty micro right now on, on one manager in one situation. Two more things that drive managers sort of micro focus saying, saying to themselves, you know, I got to fill my position. It's, it's my position are number one, with the kind of lean staffing we have nowadays, um, you know, over the last 20 years, a lot of excess weight has been taken out of companies, which has led to a lot of profitability. We've talked about this before in a lot of different industries. Manufacturing is a great example of one, at least in the United States. Um, with lean staffing and the typical objective measures that are used to look at most managers, or okay, maybe that's an assumption, but many managers do have objective measures, measures to meet, um, not having somebody in any important position for any length of time is really dangerous to a manager's end-of-year report card. Um, if you've got 10 people working for you and you lose one of them and they're all doing the same thing, it may be that if your people are already working full steam, you may be thinking in your head, I can only achieve 90% of my goals this year. Now, the effective manager probably figures out a way to get to 100 and discovers, wow, there was a new ceiling that I didn't know existed and maybe I could even be a better manager if I were stressed more. Um, but regardless of that, it's fair to say that with the kind of lean staffing we have, probably being understaffed, most managers would say, um, and the kind of, you know, the, the measurements we give to managers, there's a reason. You just simply feel like, I've got to fill this position. I, I need all the manpower I can get. Um, and then secondly, look, we've got these measures in place, but there are rarely counterbalancing measures that reward managers for taking the long-term view towards waiting for the right person, for, you know, a potential star, um, uh, and for keeping that top performer, willing to pay a little extra, willing to do a little more to keep somebody who might be thinking about, about leaving. Now, look, I, I, don't, I don't consider punishment for losing someone, which is, can be quite prevalent, to be the same as a reward for keeping them. Managers respond differently to, to those two sets of incentives or disincentives, if you will. Um, and, and all of this is really based on our fundamental belief about hiring quality and speed, um, which, of course, harkens back to Horseman's Law of Bad Hiring. Um, without the proper network, folks, across large enough samples, speed of hire 
is inversely proportional, inversely related to quality. Okay, and and I'll just say one more thing that no, um, but 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 real quick here, that really what you're just saying here is that most managers measure the wrong thing when it comes to hiring because organizations incent that very behavior, and thus we're we're letting the managers off the hook a little bit here. Exactly, we're not we're we're not beating up on you, managers. We're simply saying we know why you focus on speed. We we understand that there are ample reasons why to do it. Um, I happen to think that in the short term, the answer is building your external network. And so you, speed is zero because you've already done all your hiring decisions long before the opening occurs. Uh, but yes, there are good reasons why managers focus on speed. The organizations are causing managers to do things they don't want managers to do. Okay. I do want to mention one more thing, and it relates to organizations. If you talk to any HR person who's been in a recruiting role, he or she will tell you one of the metrics they get measured on is how long positions are open. Yeah, very prevalent. I mean, it is it is a huge measurement internally yeah. in HR, particularly in the recruiting arm of HR organizations. And, and, and it's dangerous. It's dangerous when the manager may not have a clear incentive to work against that, to slow down, to go for quality. When the HR person is saying every week, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And the problem is a bunch of other managers are saying to the HR person, I want them fast. I want them fast. I want them fast. By definition, then, of course, quality begins to break down when you do it fast that way. And, And believe me, folks, there is no resume electronic screening system that makes faster better. I'm sorry. There's not. And your HR people telling you that there are are wrong. Um, but but look, when a recruiter is incented to go fast, you're going to get more and you're going to get it fast. And what's going to suffer is quality. Um, so we, that, that's just another example, sort of a sidelight of something an organization incents that is counterproductive to quality hiring. Okay. You're, and you're right, Mike. I, I'm, I'm kidding a bit. Um, we are letting managers off the hook um, a lot, really. Um, you get what you inspect. You get what you measure. Um, what gets measured gets done, right? Um, when organizations complain, in this case, they ought to look for the cause of the problem. In increasingly um, larger concentric <laughs> circles around their own desk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So let's share the manager tools, effective talent scouting average or ETSA. Yeah, this is, I tell you, this is so much fun um, sharing this stuff with everyone and thinking about a future of the future of manager tools just laden with tools like these that can be that can be um, put on the web and and kept track of for a small or even a big division that, that a manager tools manager executive is running you know we we uh, we're big fans of the of the book moneyball and we can absolutely see management having a great many more measures that measure the right things not not whether a scout out in the field likes somebody but actually whether or not the person gets on base and scores runs for instance um and, and and just to be fair to those people who are not baseball purists, um, why they wouldn't be, I have no idea. But um, to use a different analogy, I think these two tools, this the, the talent scout talent scouting average. Sorry, um, this is like a golfer suddenly learning the old joke um, or the old saying: drive for show and putt for dough. That driving distance or even accuracy. Um, matters next to nothing compared to her short game, which really are greens and regulation and putting. Um, 
The concept we're addressing here is one that is widely used um, among really, really sharp organizations, not among all organizations. It's not widely used among all major organizations, but among, among organizations that are known for talent retention and development, this kind of measurement is widely used in, in various forms. Um, and basically, we've just taken it, and, and based on my experience and your experience, we've modified it um, uh, slightly over the past 20 years. Yeah. And, and to be clear here, we're, we're, we're really going to talk about two manager tools, right? We're sharing the executive tool as a background for the scouting average for managers, but it's not an artifact. It works. We used it with clients to help them yep. measure what is often hidden from view about the talent scouts in the organization. Yes, exactly. Um, I, if that wasn't clear, I'm sorry. I get I get excited and I go fast, and then I throw baseball in there, a little bit of golf, and um, but you're right. There are two related, but 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 different in terms of why they measure what they measure. Tools in this cast. I don't know if this is our first ever two tools in one cast. Um, Maybe Joe. I don't know. Okay, so yeah. let's so let's talk about the first of them, the manager tools ETSA, right? Or executive okay. talent scouting average, right? Um, you bet. The concept is really simple. Um, l- let's introduce the concept of a, of a scouting average first, okay? For any executive, basically what we do is we're going to count up the number of folks they've hired into the organization. It really works best if you've had five or more um, because the numbers don't change so rapidly with one small change. But, but um, it, it works best if you've had five or more and you're comparing a group of executives internally within one organization that have had five or more as well. Um, and obviously, this is just like any other average. The bigger the sample, the more hires, as always, the better the predictive ability or the better the indication or indicator it is about a manager's talent scouted ability or TSA. Um, then what we do, we take those five and we capture a subjective evaluation of each of those who was hired as either being exceeded expectations, met expectations, or was below expectations. And I just, I just mentioned it here. This, this is, uh, um, I forgot to put this in the show notes. Very important. Um, many people call and say, okay, how do you figure that out? In the companies that do this fairly regularly, uh, there are groups of executives and senior, senior managers who get together and have regular discussions about the abilities of managers and executives. And they are talked about and they are wrangled about. And each person in a group of 100, say, um, over a two-day period, they're talking about, say, 100 for 20 minutes each. And every executive in the room has a, a sheet with a, with a manager's CV and, and uh, key points about her background and so on. And all those managers study that information before the meeting and then have a fairly cogent discussion about her or him and what they think of them. And, and the group agrees on what amounts to low, medium, or high. You can do this without that kind of work, but the more work you do like that, the more that there is an agreement among the executives that are getting together on whether the person met or exceeded expectations or is below expectations, although certainly you could use someone's evaluations um, and use some scoring average to make it a little bit more objective. Um, then, then the better off you're going to be in having these discussions about um, about somebody's talent and their future talent, because 
predicting the ability of somebody to bring good people to the organization is hugely important. If you're just a manager and you just want to do this for your own area and, and the manager talent scout and average or MTSA, you can do it. You just have to make decisions about how people have done. Um, uh, you, you have to grade them yourself as high, medium, or low or exceeded, met, or below expectations. So that's a little background um, that, that that kind of, of process exists at the executive levels of some of the better talent management organizations in the world. Okay. Um, sorry for the, for the sidetrack there. Okay. If you have a manager with five hires, and again, folks, that's the low end of the spectrum where you want to start measuring. Let's say that you have somebody who hired two people who exceeded expectations. They were really good stars. There were two people who met expectations. They were good. Um, they did everything we asked them to do. And then we had one below expectation performers. Look, it's not unusual for companies to do something like this. They would give this manager who had four out of five who met or exceeded expectations an average of 800. Essentially, four for five, four divided by five is 0.8, which in baseball and average termini, uh, I'm sorry, baseball average terminology is 800, with a perfect score being 1.0 or 1,000. Batting 1,000. Some people have probably have heard of it who aren't even baseball fans, comes from baseball. And it means a hit every time you get up. Um, what we're saying by that average, by lumping together exceeds expectations and meet expectations, is that we want to incent managers to hire folks who meet or exceed expectations. Right. And 800 is a great batting average. He, yeah, it is. In fact, 300 really is a great batting average. But but let's be clear about, about the idea. We, we take this concept from baseball, but that doesn't mean that the same um, distribution of good and bad applies to managers. It's really best to not make either any intercompany comparisons. In other words, what your score was at another company versus what your score is. There are too many organizational factors from culture, industry, HR protocols to really compare fairly. Um, generally, companies only do this internally and they only compare groups of executives who are be considered for promotions and development opportunities and so on. And so um, there's not really because companies are all different in the way they calculate it and, and the way the company is run, there's not really a good estimator of, of what is a good talent scouted average, ETSA. Okay. Okay. So with that concept in mind, how does our tool differ? In, in one very important way. Same concept, simple concept, different math. Let's take that previous executive who had five hires to his credit. In the manager tools, ETSA, Executive Talent Scouting Average, his average or ETSA would be 1 1.2, 1,200. In our model, you can actually go above batting 1,000. So in that way, sorry, but it's a little like a slugging average. That's because in our model, the math is this. The number, we take the number of exceeds expectations performers and we multiply that by two. And then we add the meet expectation performers. That's in this case, so that's two exceeds performers times two, which is four, plus the two meet expectation performers, that's six, divided by the five total hires. Six over five is 1.2 or 1,200. And here's the key to that. In the executive ranks, we've found that the ability to hire top performers 
is far more valuable to the firm than just getting a bunch of folks that get the job done. Think about it. In, in the old, in, in, in the standard system, if you, if you have a guy who hires a hundred superstars and a guy who hires a hundred people who just meet expectations, their executive talent scout on average or talent scout on average in the, in the normal way would be the same. We, we found that that's not as good a measure in our experience. Okay. Um, and this is important. Um, if you come across a system like this, it's more than likely that you won't see the weighting of top performers that we have. But in our experience, again, for true executives, we would much rather incent exceptional hiring than reward simply meeting standards. Now, part of the reason we can say that is that we have an inherent assumption that now this is important as well, that it is much easier to fire higher level managers or executives than it is managers or individual contributors at lower levels. So below average performers go away more quickly. You could say, one way of putting this is that you could say, we're prepared to accept a little, little greater risk of that because eliminating the risk is easier and we want managers to know, if you think the person is going to be good, but has a chance of being great, you should be really paying attention to that. Now, for those of you who are worried about this, we are not unaware <laughs> that this is probably a little bit more on the edge than most of our tools. And you could easily take this and say, boy, I learned about the talent scouted average from manager tools, and I'm going to call the manager tools effective talent scouted average in my company the non-weighted one. We're not going to... We're not going to say you're wrong. That's an absolutely effective way to measure talent. What we found is that the executives who hire people who really bring in stars should be given, we should be paying, even though I don't like the word should, we should be paying special attention to those people, particularly in today's world where hiring is much more fragmented, much more fractured, and, and people's personal networks um, are much more important than they were 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's the executive talent scouting average. Now let's talk, right. let's talk about the manager tools, manager talent scouting averages and, and, and how that's different. Right. Okay. This is where I basically took the concept from executive talent management practices and then adapted it for this one particular manager. And then we rolled it out and it worked well over and over again. Um, it's the same basic principle with a couple of simple changes that anybody can do. First, a conceptual change that is probably the most important thing we can tell you about it. While the ETSA, Executive Talent Scout and Average, rewards with heavier weighting hiring a top-performing executive, in other words, those who exceed expectations, the MTSA for managers does the opposite. It punishes managers who make bad hiring decisions by subtracting from their MTSA those hires who underperform. Yeah, because it's harder to get rid of lower-level managers who are underperforming. Yeah, sure. Look, there, off the top of my head, a couple of reasons. One, it's not quite as obvious, right? When you're in a senior executive, um, so often people say, why don't senior executives, Mark, why don't they have um, evaluations? Well, because every quarter in the Wall Street Journal, <laughs> their evaluation is published. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Their division made or lost money. And if they do the losing thing three or four times, you don't need to tell them how they did that year. You just let them go. Um, so it's not quite as obvious at lower levels who's doing well and or who's doing poorly. And also, and this is related to number one, managers are much more willing to engage in mitigating behaviors 
like spreading work around differently, under-delegating, overcompensating um, uh, at the lower levels. The higher you go, it is easier among professional managers to spot the person who isn't performing. And the higher you go, the greater the sense of you, you essentially, you perform at, at the, at the will of the CEO. And if the CEO is disappointed with you, he just says, we need to fire this guy. He's not, he's not pulling his weight. I love you. Goodbye. It's not as easy at the lower levels. And so because it's not as easy, because that low performer sticks around a lot longer. We want managers first to start out with the thought, man, I'd love to get a top performer, but I don't want to take such a risk that I end up with a bottom performer because there's a culture fit or something like that. And so the thing I'm going to look for is solid people who can, who can, who can achieve. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll win one and I'll get somebody great every once in a while. I have a friend who's great and I think it's a no brainer that bring her on board. Great. Um, but I'm going to be especially uh, careful to watch for things that I consider red flags. And I'll be much more willing to say no to somebody simply because a couple people in my hiring team say, I just don't know what I don't like, but there's something I don't like. Good. Okay. So how do we get it? What, what's the math to get to the uh, MTSA? Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost the same math. In the case of this 221 executive we've been talking about, let's assume he's a manager. Now his MTSA would not be 800. It would be 600 because we're subtracting now that one underperformer. The math is two exceeds plus two meets is four, minus one below expectation is three, so three divided by five gives 0.6 or 600. All right. We're sending a message that we want you to find meets or exceeds expectation performers, and we want you to avoid those low performers. That's what it Exactly. Does. Right. Yeah. And I will say that in a few ca- cases where effective hiring was just being learned um, when it was just the Wild West, and there were no systems, no processes, particularly in companies that were growing real fast, um, I put in place a system where if anybody was brought on board and left within one year for a performance reason, we doubled the weight of that below expectation person. That would mean in this case that if the low performer in our example was truly bad and he left in nine months, this manager's MTSA would suddenly not be 800, it would be 400. Um, it, you don't have to do that either, but, but I generally think if somebody leaves before a year, um, th- there has to be at the executive level, at least a five minute conversation of how much do we want to hold accountable? The manager who hired that person who left before the year was up. Um, and, and let me just give another example that will show the real power of this weighting against low performers. Suppose you're looking at two managers, and each of them now we're going to say they've hired 10 employees, okay? Both of them want to talk about the two really great folks they hired, right? They both hired two superstars, good for them. But but one of them only had five meet expectation performers, and he had three below expectation performers. The other manager has her two top performers, but she also has seven meets performers, and only one low performer, right? So the difference is there were two extra low performers taken out of the middle group by that one manager. I'm going to let everybody else do the math, but it works out that these two managers having MTSAs of 900 and 400. Wow. That is a big difference all because of two low performers. All right. Yeah, that's huge. Okay, so so we got a problem here though because 
if we start incenting people with this measurement, then they're going to start engaging in behaviors to do what I'd say would be gaming the system. So I'm going to, as a manager, if I know I'm being dinged for below average performers, then I'm going to do all sorts of things to avoid that. Isn't that a problem? Yeah, no, that, that that's the great thing about the system um, is that it brings us to our final point, the hidden gem and in, 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 in this new measurement that puts in place. Um, once you, folks, once you put a system like this in place, even in your small corner of the company, it creates that natural incentive for managers to start doing a better job of managing to help improve the performance of their hires and to maintain relationships across the organization with those that they hire and leave their their area um, to ensure that they continue to do well. So I agree with you, Mike. You, you're going to think you're going to game the system, but it's going to be the benefit of the, of the organization and the individual. You're going to have to engage in good management practices. This system of measuring managers on, I'm going to say it again, maybe somebody will pick up on it, on the most important activity managers engage in, the hiring of new talent, this measurement increases the incentive for the better management practices that happen day to day with work production. So in other words, let everyone out there think who doesn't, who didn't hear this cast that they're gaming the system by working harder to improve the performance of their folks. Right? Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> Please work harder to be a better manager. That's so, so your manager talent scan and average would be better. That would be fine with me. I would, I would be okay with that. Great. Okay, so let's, so let's recap real quick. We, had, we, we talked about four things. Why most managers measure the wrong things. We talked about right. all the incentives and, and, and in the organization. To be fair, that's, we, we, we've got organizations incenting that, right? Right, exactly. So we're, we're giving and, and people let's just a pass. Say this. Let's just say, if you're not comfortable, folks, right now, putting in place your own little talent scan and average, ETSA, MTSA, okay, fine. At least become aware of the organizational incentives that exist to speed you up. And think about ways, one of which would be a good relationship with those people who are telling you to speed up. Think about ways to reduce that pressure on yourself. If the, even you just do that, you're headed in the right direction, a better direction around hiring. Sorry, Mike. Sorry. No, that's no, good. Okay. Yeah. And then we talked about the manager tools, executive talent scouting average, and then the manager talent scouting average. The big difference right. being the executive talent scouting average, we're incenting the, uh, the hiring of top performers by by giving essentially double credit for a top right. performer and right. on the manager tools scouting average we're disincenting hiring of poor managers by exactly. subtracting that from the score yep okay and, and you could you could you could implement both of them without those changes um it's just a talent scouted average in that case it's not weighted uh, we have found that this one works better it spreads the field you've heard us use that phrase before it helps spread the field and make it easier to make decisions about which managers are doing well and which ones aren't um and and we ought to be ruthlessly meritocratic um because the organization requires it because the organization competes in a ruthlessly meritocratic system it's called the marketplace uh, anything we can do to make it easier to compare manager A to manager B's performance is good, and that's why we have the weighting that we do. Good. And then we learned in the the fourth hidden gem is that this this system of measuring simply incents great management behaviors. Oh darn. Yeah. Oh darn. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> please feel free to game the system, folks. Excellent. Okay, my friend. Appreciate it. My pleasure, partner. All right. We'll see you later. Well, folks, that's it. Thanks for joining us. 
you have any comments or questions, please feel free to stop by the discussion forums at www.managertools.com forward slash forums. Hope to see you there. Take care and we'll see you all next week. So long.